warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. It was. It was. Let's take a trip to 2006. It's a good year. Yeah. You know, it's a year. It's not bad. Yeah. Good stuff. 2006, different time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a different time. We're just involved in in two wars and an economy that's about to crash. It's, no, it's good time, sorry. <laughs> oh, my bad. It's fine. No, I was it's just fine. like, no. yeah, I'm a senior in high school. Let's go. <laughs> As the world burns around us. <laughs> As the fire that still burns discontinues, just begins. Anyways, yeah. sorry. That's how my mind works. Sorry, I just ruined it. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, damn. No, it's good year. Great year. Awesome. It was pretty cool. The best. So it was, 2006. When a man and his boss went fishing, wading in a river. After a few days of substantial rainfall, so it had been storming, the current was harsh, and the man knew fishing here was risky. But by the time their trip was over, his initial reasons for thinking so would be overshadowed by what he deemed the real threat. Uh-oh. The river was the... Oh, this river is in... Well, I'll tell you where it's at. It's in the sentence. But it's... I don't <laughs> live near this river, so I don't know how to pronounce it, and I should have looked it up. Going forward, I will be calling it its nickname, which is much easier to say. Okay. The... Musknet Kong? Oh. I feel like that's wrong. In <laughs> well, then lo- the locals call it the musky, and that's what I'm going to be calling it from okay. here on out. Okay, it's in New Jersey. The beauty of writing handwritten notes is that I only have myself to blame for not being able to read what I wrote. <laughs> it's on me. But it, I mean, muskicon, muskicon. It's it's the musky. In New Jersey. So the Muskie is a tributary of the Delaware River that stretches 45.7 miles long from the Hoppet Kong. I just looked it up. Yeah. It's the Muskegon River. <laughs> Muskegon? Yeah. In New Jersey? If I'm looking at the right thing. Type in M U S C O N E C T Kong. Hold on. From my, from what I interpreted you saying, I typed in M U S K I K I K O N G. Oh my god! 
Because <laughs> I was like, what the... F-? And then I put River, New Jersey. <laughs> and it came up with Muskegon River, New Jersey. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Muskekong. Wait, yeah. no, that's what I typed. <laughs> Wait. This is a good... We're doing... This is great. This is good. This what is was good I supposed start. to type? This is good audio. I don't know, man. Type in Muskie River, New Jersey, and see what it tells... It'll tell you the real name. How do you pronounce that? I'm still typing. I'm a oh, slow that's okay, typer. sir. No, you're fine. I can't see your hands, so I can't... Well, I guess that, that's not a good thing to say. I can't, where are your hands at, Zach? Oh, okay. The Muskelung. Now I... Right. With a couple of L's in there. All right. Oh, okay, good. I I thought my L was a C. God, man, this is a great way to be. <laughs> <laughs> We're cool. on a roll. The Muskie in New Jersey. Maybe I'll edit this out. No, I probably won't. No, Wait, no, there's not. a different one. There's a bunch of different things that are popping up. No, the one that you said first was the one I'm talking about. There's New the Muskonet Kong. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay. So it is a C. I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Holy crap. Welcome to New Jersey Rivers. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Why are your rivers so hard to say, New Jersey? What are you doing over there? Wow. Bold. All right. So did you look up the Hoppet Kong? That's another river. No. I'm okay. done. I'm done with okay. it. You're done I'm with rivers? It. Well, that sucks. I'm going to keep talking about rivers. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to zone you out. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, 45.7 miles long is as long as the Muskie is. Um, and it, it uh, blew up from, the, from Lake Hopatcong. I told you to look up the River Hopatcong, and it's a lake. I'm It's still just See, trash. I didn't even look trash. it up. So. It's all mm-hmm. trash. Hopatcong. The river oozes from one end to the other of Lake Muskinetcong. So there's a lake named after the river, or vice versa. I'm um, again... When that word comes up in the future, I'm just going to call it musky, just so you know. Yeah. Continuing south. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, we should have never pretended to, to know what the actual name was. We should have just rolled with musky the entire time. <laughs> no, I wanted it. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to do here. We just right. want to, you know, be honest yeah. with our yep. listeners. Didn't know how to pronounce that. I could have went Sorry. to YouTube and said, how do I pronounce this? And I was like, no. Can you I'm do that? Give myself a stumbling block before I get out of my first paragraph. Good choice. Why not? Good. You don't, good you don't learn if you don't push yourself. That's tr- There's a t-shirt. Yeah. You don't learn if you don't push yourself. It's true. All right. So basically I'm telling you how, what's up with this river and these bodies of water. Okay. Um, so after it lay, leaves Lake Muskie, continuing southwest, then southeast, passing... The towns of Stevensburg, New Hampton, and Washington, and moves in alongside the southeastern front of the Poet Kong Mountain Ridge, then merges into the Delaware, where it stares into the proverbial soul of Regalsville, Pennsylvania. What is interesting about the river is that no major settlements surround it, and industrial development near the body of water has been practically non-existent except for some deforestation due to coal mining to fuel the iron industry, but that business slowly faded by the mid-1800s. While human interactions can be traced as far as far back as the last ice age, so people, evidence of human beings living along this river, 
goes back a ways, and I believe it's a, a historical um, site in New Jersey and the oldest along the eastern seaboard, I believe. Hmm. But the river itself is, com- is currently outside the world of major metropolitan areas. Remote. Secluded. Well, like I said, semi-secluded. Because part of the river graces the side of a local roadway in Hackettstown, where a bunch of businesses are huddled. So they were, of course, fishing on the side of the river that was rural, with a bank that sloped. This is where our man, let's just call him Barry. It's not his name, but we're going to call him Barry, okay? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so... Barry and his boss, totally didn't choose it for the alliteration of Barry and his boss, but I may have chosen it for Barry and his boss. Barry and his boss were, again, fishing on the rural side of this river. Now, while his boss fished in the dicey waters approximately 50 yards behind him, Barry saw it. Only for a second. Maybe two. Maybe a couple. Maybe a few. But, only a second, nonetheless. Seconds. What do you see? Its cloaked figure turned its head and glared back at him. Its lower limbs very visible. Again, only for seconds, but Barry could see them clearly. And their clearly defined muscular nature. But again, only briefly. He's got some nice calves. He's got some nice calves. Okay. Absolutely. Before it became before it began to become transparent, and increasingly so. The six foot entity looked at Barry, emoting a reaction of bewilderment. Maybe it's taller. What I say, six feet, seven feet? Not only were its legs muscular. Durable looking. I wasn't there. Well toned. Exactly. (laughs) I wasn't there. But like, yeah, it's like they were freaking ripped. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they they were attention grabbing. They were attention grabbing. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of emphasis was put on how this thing's leg looked. I was like, all right. Was was he wearing heels? Well, Mm. let's get into it. No. (laughs) (laughs) The monster who wore heels. What? (laughs) Oh, all right. Interesting. I mean, its legs are musculature, a uh, muscular, and toned. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, and maybe their accentuation was not happening because of heels. But maybe, well, let's keep going. Uh, okay. But yeah, like I said, they were freaking ripped, and they were legs, but not normal humanoid legs. Hmm. They were grasshopper-like. Oh. Insectoid. But progressing forward, reminiscent of a human. So they looked like insectoid grasshopper legs, but they bent kind of like a human's, but were still very insect-like. That's weird. Think about it. Yeah, I am. It's weird. And I mean, Barry did. And as he did so, him and the creature... Their eyes, 
obviously locked. Was this thing shocked that I was chest deep in this water? Barry might have thought. Was it actively running away from me? Because this thing is going up to Slope Man. It is not going in Barry's direction. It is not going towards Barry. It is going bailing. away from him. It is bailing. It is bailing from Barry and his boss. Ooh, more alliteration. Sorry, I just can't stop sometimes. So yeah, its arms, he noticed, were strangely human-esque. Although Barry was a little distracted, he didn't focus on them. We knew what he was looking at. He was looking at those things' legs. Yeah, I mean, look at that thing's legs. He's like, oh my god, look at that. But again, Barry didn't focus on them. And if he wasn't focused on, didn't focus on the arms. And if he wasn't totally, I mean, he was pretty obsessed with the legs. But if he wasn't totally focused on the legs, perhaps something else has attention. Perhaps he was too obsessed with it. It? It's? His? Her? Head? It was triangular. With black angled eyes. And Barry thought that it exactly resembled that of a praying mantis. That's what immediately jumped to my mind. Hell yeah. Yeah, triangle did. heads. Triangle heads. You try heads. <laughs> wow. Insectoid. I'm actually kind of offended by that. <laughs> you insectoid <laughs> try heads. Wow. This has got real, wow. real opinionated. Yeah. Barry might have thought. That was not Nick thinking that, by the way. I would not be offensive toward the insectoids. Uh-huh. They're loyal listeners. We've gotten a few emails from the insectoids. Sorry, I just... I I was holding this back for you. Otherwise, I would have told you sooner about all the emails we got from the insectoids. I I couldn't read them anyway. (laughs) It's... it's, Yeah, I had to put it through Google Translate. They don't speak our language. Hmm. A lot of clicks and clacks and... Click clacks. Yeah, right. But yeah. But still, sincerely humanoid. So it's like a humanoid, upright, walking, praying mantis thing. So, without telling his boss, Barry, again, not his real name, continued his fishing and went about his day. Now, okay, hold on. Now, what's kind of strange, praying mantises, if you know anything about praying mantises, are you an expert on the mantis? Are you a doctor mantis? I wouldn't say I'm an expert. Okay. But I've, I've seen a little on TV. That's good. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, they normally avoid water, preferring to be on leaves and grass. But also, if a praying mantis gets in, like, the water bank because they're so tall and strong sometimes, like, they can plant, so, like, the water doesn't push them away if the water is not deep enough. They're strong enough to kind of hold their own. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much the water's ripping, not like a tiny bug, man. You've seen a praying mantis; they mean business. Oh, yeah. They're strong. They're pretty they're cool. They're, they're pretty cool bugs. They're strong. Mm-hmm. They're bugs. But again, this was no normal praying mantis, as if that wasn't obvious. It was a praying mantis man, a mantis man. Man and Barry. Tits. What's up? Mantis. 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 Yeah. Well, Barry was not the only one to see a mantis. And anyways, if you want a fuller account of Barry's story, 
um, from his mouth, not mine. You can visit the fuller story with perhaps a more scientific dive and with better commentary at phantomsandmonsters.com. That's where you can go to find some. And again, Barry is not his name, so don't search for like Barry's story. I did that. You wouldn't find it. This has made it up. He has no name. Okay. He's an unnamed man who talks about a praying mantis. This and he's is... a pretty he's a pretty interesting fellow. Yeah. He's got a lot going on. Alright. 2011. Stephen State Park. Also in New Jersey. Two brothers, and I'm make I'm giving people fake names, so let's just call they're two brothers. Let's just call them Mario and Luigi. Alright, there you go. Alright. Because to that's yeah, because that's not distracting, you know. Uh, we're talking about Mantis Men, and now we're talking about Luigi and Mario. It's fine. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, Luigi and Mario, Mario and Luigi, Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario, were hunting fish. You know, fishing. Yeah. Dusk approached. Mario was fishing 50 yards away from Luigi when his right ear began sensing a bizarre vibration. Turning his head... In an attempt to locate the source of the buzzing and vibration, he saw it. Six, seven feet. Black and gray, the creature seemed stunned that Mario could see him. The Mantis Man. So, later on, Mario recanted his tale to his friend Toad, who proceeded, again, I'm just giving people names, who proceeded to post on a local website, Hackett's Town Life. Now, after this entire comment retelling the story that, you know, our man going by the name of Toad posted about what Mario had told him, uh, the Mm -hmm. second comment under the story was as follows. Dude, your friend got a hold of some good shit. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. All right. Actually, well, I got to interject a quick question here. Ask away. Before my imagination runs away too much with this. In the first encounter, did you say that he was wearing a cloak? It said he was cloaked. Correct. And in the beginning, you may have read that. You may have listened to me and made it seem like he had a cloak. Is Because that's how I interpreted it. But that's as how I, kept... I interpreted it the first time. But now I'm starting to think that I misinterpreted that. Well, the cloak evidently was not quite a cloak. Um, imagine like a predator. Cloak. Yeah, that's what I'm getting now. Because uh-huh. the first time I thought, you know, he's wearing like a black hood with uh-huh. like his stunning calves just hanging out beneath the cloak. And that's what draw Barry's attention to them. Correct. It was like, wow, he's just a cloaked figure. Oh my, look at his legs. Oh, look at that. Ooh. But now, <laughs> now I'm getting it like, okay, right. predator, active camouflage, that mm-hmm. type of cloaking. Exactly. I just wanted but to the, clarify that real quick. No, I'm glad you did because, I mean, I didn't say it, if, but it, when I read the story, that's how I pictured it too. And it was written kind of like that way. And then as I got into it, it's like, well, you know, we can talk about how that might not actually been the cloak. But I did want to, st- I'm glad you mentioned the idea of. Because, like, yeah, why else would he be... He was really focused on those legs. He was really focused on those. He's like, wow. So was I, but that was, I think, because of the narrator. I blame him. Yes. Barry. His fault. Yep. Not any other narrator you're involved with Mm -hmm. right now. It was all Barry. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, Yeah. good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, so what I'm going to do now is Toad checked in on this message board. 
okay, the comment strand on this website. So I have his response, and again, his name is not Toad. I might even actually have his real screen name on here, but maybe I should just keep the illusion um, going. Yeah, let's keep it going. Oh, you know what? Screw Toad for a second. Because people started posing some interesting inquiries. You know, some people were kind of mocking, being funny. Some people were like, well, that's a crazy story. Cool. And then, um, you know, someone had this question they asked. They just put this out into the world. Someone had, someone was itching to do something, okay? All right. The username on this website, this is posted by a guy. That's his name. This a guy. Okay. Solid. Okay. Well, a guy wants to know, what are the laws about hunting a praying mantis man? Now, as a kid, we always said it was against the law to kill a praying mantis. Don't know if that was ever true, but us kids thought it was. So, can we hunt the praying mantis man? And if so, any good taxidermy guys in the area that do mantis man work well? I figure a proton ray gun would be best for this type of hunting. If anyone has advice on building a trap to get him, post it here. A proton ray gun would be the best thing to kill a mantis. A mantis man. Right. Mantis. Yeah. Ray gun. Yeah, mantis. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. I mean, I can't say it wouldn't work. Right. No, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i pretty sure proton ray gun might do something to a mantis man. He probably wouldn't like it very much. Maybe that's a way to disable his active camouflage. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Go into the go by the river and just start launching your proton ray gun. Hopefully, you hit an invisible mantis man. Sounds fine. I mean, when I get my hands on one, I will try that out. Now, does that require a traditional firearms license to own a proton ray gun? I would assume so, right? Second Amendment, right? Probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. Just okay. Well, anyways. Oh, good. Yeah, I won't. I won't spoil what Toad's username actually is on here. Okay, it's it's future. He's just called Future, which is very anonymous, and I don't know. Anyways, well, this character, the friend of the brother, uh, says, Coincidentally, I just happened to run into the teller of this story. Again, we called him Mario. As I speak, again, I say we because, you know, it was a decision we both made. Um, Mario, as I speak, while out to dinner with my wife, I told him that I posted his tale on the local forum. After freaking out, he saw some... He saw how some people actually believe him. Now, when it comes to something like this, I would never denigrate either of our credibility. But I just had him tell me the story again. And if he's not telling the truth, then he certainly believes he is. Needless to say, and incidentally, he's freaked me out all over again. He actually just admitted that he wet himself during these three brief seconds. And he sat down in the water so his brother didn't think he... Dot, 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 his pants... I couldn't Peed. type out. Talking about Mantis Man, you can't just say pee or urinated. Maybe Come he on, pooped. we're all... We're all <laughs> 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 imagine, imagine you're out to dinner with like your wife and you meet your friend and you talk about your Mantis story and like you're eating dinner and she's just like listening to you, you guys talk to each other and then your friend goes, yeah, and then I poop my pants. <laughs> No, that's where the that's where the ellipsis comes in because he's he like looks he's like and that's when I my pants <laughs> <laughs> like gives her a weird look <laughs> like I can't oh, say poop at dinner <laughs> she, she drops her fork it's like I'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> all right meet me in the car 
<laughs> I'm happy some of you. Again, it keeps going on. I'm happy some you take. Fine. I'm happy some you take. That's how it's written. I'm happy some you take this to heart because on the karma which I live by, whether this guy saw this being or not, he is telling the truth, a truth he believes wholeheartedly. Uh-huh. Just getting my other page here. I'm going to give you a quote. This is by Maurice Masterlink, a Belgian playwright. He lived from 1862 to 1949. Something in the insect seems to be alien to the habits, morals, and psychology of this world, as if it has come from some other planet, more monstrous, more energetic, more insensate, more atrocious, more infernal than our own. So, what is the Mantis Man? We may never know, but some hmm. people believe mantis humanoids or mantids, that's what they went with, mantids, okay. are aligned with reptoids and hail from the Draco system. Like the reptilians? Correct. Oh, reptilians. Man. Yeah, right? Reptile. Reptiles mantis. are aligned with insects? That's a bad time. Uh-huh. I didn't picture this until just now, and um, you'll just have to kind of take my word for it, but this yep. is like a... There's like a thing in Star Trek where there's like a reptilians aligned with insectoids. They do a thing. Weird. Oh. Interesting. The, I mean, that's just more evidence They're so unfeeling. Right. And they're not mammalian. You know, they're not... They're just different. Yeah. Interesting. I hate anything that's not a mammal. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> Again, just more, you know, more mantid, mantis. I mean, if we're getting like, like this our... interspecies war going, I guess, you know, uh, we're on mammal side. I mean, I guess we'd have to be. Unless you're like a sleeper agent. Are you a sleeper agent for the mantids? Mm, no. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. But yeah, people report mantids. And alien abductions. Sometimes these mantids or mantis, whatever you want to call them, um, man mantinoids. Now I'm just having fun. Leading a group of gray aliens. We've all know about those. And in these visions or abductions, the mantids are wearing robes or cloaks. Oh. Hmm. Right? Okay. So, interesting, right? Yeah. But other people see, you know, the mantids, mantis men, not on riverbanks or on alien spaceships, but in their minds or different dimensions. I mean, hmm. de depending on your point of view. Now, do you want to hear accounts of people tripping and, you know, on drugs? You want to hear about people on drugs interacting with mantis men from a website that is just full of text files saved in web.archive.org? Yep. Okay. Give me a second. Bear with me here. Cool. Just wanted to confirm before I really went in on that because, you know, it, 
Maybe that sounded boring. I don't know. I just had to throw it out to the masses. Um, Doesn't sound boring to me. All right. I'm all about that. Okay, because, I mean, don't ask me why. These websites look pretty cool. So I'm going to read you. Yep. Some praying mantis entity reports. Now, where am I reading this from? Again, web.archive.org slash web slash 2017. The text is from a website called Disembodied Eyes. And when I click the link, it says page not found. So we're dealing with a lot of facts here. I hope you're excited. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is an informal collection of tales regarding the strangest of possibilities. Encounters with praying mantis-like entities which occur after ingesting entheogenic compounds. Why is this so common? Nobody seems to mention spiders or grasshoppers. Always mantids. There is not enough information here Information is spelled inforam, inforamption. So if that's a different word I don't know about when you're on drugs. I don't know, but it just says inforamption. Here to draw any conclusions, but I believe there is enough to demonstrate something weird and heavy is going on in the human mind. All right. I also call your attention to McKenna's True Hallucinations, which isn't a link. It's just a word with two underscores on each side. So perhaps that is a book of some sort where he describes a somewhat hostile encounter with, quote, pirate mantids his wife endured. Pirate? Pirate mantids that harassed his wife. <laughs> okay. And that's all, that's all I get on that, unless I want to look up True Hallucinations by McKenna. So if anybody wants to do that. I do. And let me know what's going on. I mean, if you want to Google McKenna's True Hallucinations and see if you get pirate mantids, that would be cool. <laughs> So this this next account, as you search for the pirate mantids, um, this was found induced. A PDF. You found the PDF. I think so. Okay. Well, if you find some cool quotes, just chime in. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was induced by an oral dose of hashish. Wow, I said that wrong. Hashish. Thank you. All right. Quote: I was lying in what seemed to be a large marble slab, cold and tall. Surrounding me were four tall, seven-foot, emerald-green mantis-type creatures, all chittering at me in some high-pitched language. Question mark. I felt no fear, no threat. It seemed they were trying to communicate, though none of their sounds made any sense to me. This went on for what seemed like a half hour. Then I began to wonder how I would get back, and as that thought crossed my mind, it was like a rubber band contracting as I snapped back from hyperspace and into my body. Overhead, the fan continued its lazy circles. I don't know quite what to think about this experience. Though I've tried, I've been unable to duplicate this experience. Tripping on hash is not easy. Hallucinogenic doses are very close to the level where you fall asleep or pass out, and the hangover from large doses is large also. One feels slow, thick, and stupid for much of the next day, sometimes with a mild but lingering headache. And just to let you know, this page said some of these accounts were just edited for length and clarity, but not for content. Have you discovered anything about pirate mantids by chance? Uh, yes. Is Where it enough can... where you are prepared to share that with me? No, because this is very long. Oh my god. Well, uh... Yeah, go ahead. I was actually confused. I I didn't think I found the right thing until 
it's got a breakdown of chapter by chapter in the beginning, and then I was scrolling by, and now I'm looking for it again. Oh, my God. And there was a spot that said Pirate ma- pirate Mantids. Even just like a paragraph of just like Pirate Mantids, because... Yeah, where did it go? There's Pirate Mantids? I mean, come on, guys. Harassing his wife? Well, I'll keep read. looking. You continue. Oh, yeah, go, I'll I'm chime read in when section. I find the, please do, the please do. sentence again. Right. Last summer, while talking with the echo of one of my past lives. How's that? You like that sentence? Mm-hmm. Okay. Last summer, while talking with the echo of one of my past lives, discussing the possibilities of calling forth a great and powerful object called the orb to focus and add power. It was revealed to me that the orb would and could impose its own order on the person using it. But since I, and possibly others, had originally made it a long time ago, there was at least something about it that was familiar. I rejected this order and debated making another, more controllable orb, and poof! There behind and to the left of me was a mantis in scarlet robes. Under the influence of my agent, I had 360-degree vision, and the mantis urged me to to make my own orb reject the harsh order of the original orb and make my own. It was not threatening, but there was an undertone of the idea that my doing so would allow it and its kind to enter the realm of humans and create great it's in capital letters with two little asterisks on both sides create great change not necessarily bad, but just different. The time frame that I got for this gulp that was written by the way gulp coincided nearly exactly with what I later found out to be the deer of the time waves prediction with full novelty. Are you understanding what's going on right now? Not entirely. I did find the sentence I was looking for, though. Okay, I'm almost done with this paragraph, and then I would love to hear what Uh that sentence is. All right, keep in mind that this all happened before I ever heard about the program or that anyone else had seen this damn mantis. I was also told that by doing so, I would enter a chaotic period of my life which would straighten out around the tail end of winter and gulp again this coincided with the last nadir in the novelty wave i have scared myself over this one and that guy is wild and out of his mind having fun with the mantis and cloaked scarlet robes so that's great with a magical orb cool yeah all right so how about these, how about these pirate mantids it's in a brief summary of chapter 20 of this book it that's says chapter enough. 20 the Hawaiian Connection starts on page 215. Okay. And it says, In which pirate mantids from hyperspace attack me and my new lover in the volcanic wastes of Kau, Hawaii, and I deliver my last words on the unspeakable. Well, perhaps we'll need to eventually just have a summary of this book that we yeah, have I need acquired. To bookmark this. And, and we'll have to dive into it. Oh, here's the download. Here we go. I mean, getting into what's going on here with pyromantids is maybe something we need to circle back to at some point. Absolutely. Okay. Pirate mantids. I mean, I just found out mantids are a thing, and then I found out that there can be pirate mantids that evidently attack people in Hawaii. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Now, this guy says this matter-of-factly, this section, this quote about mantids. I have met the mantis entity on a few occasions, 
that's pleasant. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, passing, you know, going about your chores. It was one of these times, like, in the supermarket, because that'd be hilarious. It's like, what's up, Manton? He goes, Rah! I was like, oh, thanks, dude. Talk to you later, man. Hit me up. Rah! That's how Mantis talks. Kind of like a goat, but he clicks and stuff. I don't know, man. Uh, sure. That's fine. That's fine. I don't speak Manton. It's all right. But I yeah, got distracted my... here because mentions renegade Nazi scientists also in a different oh, chapter. Oh, for fucks. I mean, all right. Well. I'm very but, into this. Whatever but, this is. <laughs> whatever is going on. I got to like, I got to <laughs> minimize that because I'm just going to keep reading it now. Sure. So. I understand. It's, oh, it's doing its purpose. That's good. That's real good. Yep. All right. Well, this man uh, met the Mantis entity on a few occasions, but one in particular comes to mind. I was sitting in meditation after having ingested five grams of P.S. Cubensis. Interesting. Because this mentions Terrence McKenna, and I believe he's writing that thing that you put away so you don't read, right? That's probably the McKenna we're talking about. Yeah? Probably. Okay. Uh, Terrence McKenna's Brillo Nuevo strain distributed through Lux Nutura back in the early 80s. So is this man making drugs? No, because it's um, it's DMT is what they're taking. I thought mm-hmm. I read. That so, sounds about right. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this guy g- gets on his DMT and talks about mantis men attacking him and his wife in Hawaii. I mean, that's incredible. Are they running a Nazi scientists? Are they working for or against the mantids? Are they aligned? Are they enemies? I didn't read it. I can't. I can't get down there. Right now, what if what if you read about Allied forces, pirate mantids? All right, that's enough. That is like a two hundred and fifty page manuscript I found. Wow, <laughs> bold! All right, well, I guess we got our first weird. Inf- no, well, I say our first weird and feared book report, but there's a few of those we have to do. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so he was. That's what he was on, and then when a powerful insectoid feeling state. Have you ever felt an insectoid feeling state? You're like, I feel no. like an insectoid. I no. feel pretty insectish right now. No. All right. Well, anyways, this I've, guy did. I've been bugged before, but. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bugged before. Yeah. Pestered. Have you, ever, have you ever felt like an insectoid before? No, man, but. <laughs> It descended upon me. I opened myself to it completely to see where it was going to go, and I became completely possessed by the insectoid intelligence. Consciousness clicked into a state of machine-like lucidity, unlike anything I had experienced before or since. The state of mind was extraordinarily clear, but marked by a type of crystalline insectoid mechanical mentation that still defies my skills in articulating it so that it could be understood by another who hadn't experienced it. I observed the intelligence move and gain understanding as it directed its attention through my eyes and sensory apparatus. At one point, our consciousness blended to the point that I felt my head swivel on exoskeletal joints. As its gaze was passed over the room, I was seated within. I noticed that it viewed my ordinary, then still undeveloped, human consciousness as a fairly primitive mode of operation, and that its awareness was much broader than my own, though only in a certain retrospect. Hmm. 
I have had contact with it again over the years, though its awareness now seems quite restricted to me as I have matured my own understanding. I have the feeling that it is more interested in what it can learn from us, though it may have some technical knowledge that we can acquire from it. And then it talks about how it lacked refined awareness, you know, open the heart of the human being can generate, it lacks compassion, understanding. Understanding seems more insectoid, mechanical. Oh, this is precise and accurate. Sometimes I think that it is a projection of a certain aspect of my own brain. Okay. So that last sentence is like the too long, don't read version of that whole thing. Sometimes I think that it is a projection of a certain aspect of my own brain. As he's tripping on balls, interacting with this insectoid consciousness that is using him as a vessel. Yep. Okay. Huh. And then, let's see, that gets into that. Well, there's a few. Let me read this one here. Because, I mean... Dealing with some mantises, again, documenting things mantises people have seen as they ingest DMT. Eventually, an entity came and delivered me unbidden personal attention. I was quite relieved to see another creature, for I suspected I was one myself, although not sure. At first, I was captivated by its fluid motions and methodical actions. It was moving in rhythms, doing a dance of sorts. Eventually, it occurred to me that the dance it was doing involved horrifying probes of my own form, and that it was moving faster than I could comprehend while doing so. Yeah, that sounds fun, right? No. <laughs> I was paralyzed. I wasn't sure if I had a body or not, but this thing was... Man, dude. <laughs> no, mantis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> mantis. I'll be here all night. Oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, okay, I need a second, sorry. I wasn't sure if I had a body or not, but this thing was still doing something to me, which was still intact. As I concentrated more and more upon its physical form, which is a term I use as loosely as possible, it occurred to me that it looked somewhat familiar. Not anything I had ever seen, but close. It was a giant praying mantis, although it had mental appendages and cartoon details about it. It also looked more squat than the terrestrial version of the insect, shorter and more robust. Its many arms worked up and down my existence, probing and testing every bit. It seemed to put no effort into comfort... Comforting. Comforting. Come on, man. Me. Yet it did, though, through some sort of telepathy, imply that it would be easier for both of us if I stopped struggling. <laughs> okay. All right. This, this last sentence is another, you know, too long, don't read version of the entire paragraph. Eventually I did and it left. I used the term, quote, mental rape as a gloss of what it, quote, did to me. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, no. Assaulting mantises? Huh. All right. Give me one quick second here. I mean, these are all these are all wild, man. Yeah. If I gave you an option, I'm going to give you an option here cuz these are pretty wild. Do you want me to read one more, two more, or three more? Oof. That's why I'm giving you the choice. You can help decide our fate here. Two more. Okay. All right. Well done. All right. 
this individual had done four grams of things. I'm a 170-pound female, use ethneogenic fungus twice yearly, with spiritual, shamanic, ritual intent. Use no other drugs with the exception of beer. I mean, this is like documenting what people saw. You know, this is, this is a, quote, science experiment. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, what did we see? Well, very intense deep trip. Fairly recent hand-gathered shroomies twisting through the beginnings, dark, scary cavern, up to emergence, which is capitalized, into a brilliant kaleidoscopic upper, I mean, this is capitalized too, upper world. Domes of the infinite heaven stretching out, my astral body whirling about the cosmos, meeting various entities and forces corresponding to the directions of my spiritual path. Feminist Wicca, total understanding of the forces behind the tools and rituals of my path. My physical body and naked connected to the astral by a thin silver light coming out of the top of my head, dancing gracefully, sinuously, circularly in the dark candlelit cabin on previous trips involving... Cubensis. The journeys were decidedly Mexican Southwestern in coloring, feel, and imagery. And Coyote was a guide, as well as a brilliantly fe- uh, feathered Mayan Jaguar entity. So, you know, not, you know, then again, not so on, doing some other stuff. Uh, more space oriented, Mantis appeared, silent, strong, wise. Indicated the Play these as an important source of knowledge. My visuals included faint but visible, uh, visible overlays of the spiritual and lemnisate. It's the infinity symbol. With a bright green mantis. I had never seen a mantis in non-altered reality. I mean, man, there's a lot of terms. I just, quote, non-altered reality. So it seemed strange to see one. I had no prior connections with them. Now I seem to see them with some regularity outdoors, and they do not object to being picked up and examined by me. Have not met the Amantis in more recent trips. Having experienced a horrifically bad shroom trip last fall, the shroom goddess told me to hold off until further notice. Huh. So, they don't sum this one up for me like the other ones, but woman trips, meets a Mantis man, and now in real life, she, con- she communes mantises. with mantises. She sees mantises mm-hmm. all the time. Let's see. Just look in here. And just now, there's three and there's two. So I'm going to see if I can pick which one. Okay. This is the one we're doing. There is continued mention of galactic prey mantids in trip. Reports. I'd like to consolidate several Mantis Encounter reports as a companion to my alien contact report. I think there may be enough now. So if you have met these things in hyperspace, let me know all about it. I am intrigued by the fact that so many people on compounds ranging from mushrooms to cannabis to salvia have seen these unusually menacing Mantids. Rarely do we hear about people tripping and seeing grasshoppers or ants. What is it with Mantids? Is it the North American equivalent to the, uh, to the, uh, oh, can't pronounce that name, the Jaguar? Do we as neo-shaman assume the form of a mantis where the old school shaman became jaguars? Before I ever heard of the mantis or joined VPL, I think this is the group, you know, they never saw anything, but then we see them, it seems like we see them all the time. And that's a thing. Uh-huh. That's a lot to handle. That's a lot of mantis talk right there. Sure is. This is our concluding one. 
because those are the options on that page. This is the last one we're doing. Okay. I hope we're piecing the pieces together that people do drugs and see mantises and believe they become them. The mantises do things, they interact with them. Perhaps you get mantis whisperer powers when you return to the non-altered reality and you can communicate with these insectoid creatures. Hmm. And then we'll then we'll we can talk more about what we think a mantid might be because I have a thought I just had and I'm going to save it till after I finish reading this. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is from whenever this this is three years before whenever this was. I, I'm I care a lot. I had a random encounter with DMT. I went to someone's house to collect some rent money they owed me. This is a good story already. And when I got there, this person was kind of quote spacey acting. We started talking and he told me someone had given him DMT that I should try it. I told him I would try it after watching him take it. Two or three times. After After watching him take it, two or three times, after watching him take it without any negative side effects, I decided to try it. I tried it twice. One pull off the glass pipe. The first time I had the plastic cracking sound and got really close to slipping into the other world. That's in quotation marks. But apparently I didn't have enough because I slipped back into reality. The second time I took one really long pull, held it in, and immediately heard the plastic crackly sound. Then I had my first DMT experience. This was in the middle of the day in the middle of the week, not a planned session or trip. I went through the crackling sound. I went into a world where everything was pixelated. Everything in the room was at a molecular level, visually. The pipple in the room looked different. It was made up of molecular, swirling small balls of color. As I was looking around the room, I heard a helicopter fly over the house. So I looked up. When I looked up, I could see through the walls and the ceiling. I could see out into the front yard, the trees, the house across the street, etc. Just then, I was looking at the oak tree in the front yard, and I saw a saucer-shaped UFO appear hovering over the front yard. That is when I felt the presence of the praying mantis. Praying mantis is capitalized, so you know that's a proper noun. Mm-hmm. The UFO was on my left, then the praying mantis appeared at my right. The praying mantis telepathically realized I saw it, and I was looking at it. And that's kind of like the original stories. Well, not telepathic. They noticed each other, and they stared at each other. Mm-hmm. They had a moment. Then the mantis moved in really, really close. For a brief moment, I felt sheer terror. This thing was gigantic, 10 to 20 feet tall. But the head of this praying mantis was as big as my body. I realized this thing was big enough to devour me. The praying mantis moved in really close, almost nose to nose. Then it was scanning me, like it scanned my brain. It was actually trying to calm me while it was looking at me. After it, quote, looked at me, it almost smiled. Just then, the cracking plastic sound started coming back, and I looked at the praying mantis, and it almost said to me, telepathically, Bye! (laughs) Later. (laughs) Later! Then the experience was over. Afterwards, I was fine. Like, nothing happened. I was slightly groggy for 10 to 15 minutes, then I was completely fine. I started Googling Mantis DMT and found your website. Just wanted to tell you I was really surprised to find that other people have seen a praying mantis on DMT. Still don't know what to think about it. Just wanted to tell you my story. Thanks for letting me tell my story. To which I say, thanks to all of them for sharing those stories with scientists and websites and internets and things that are just saved in archives that I couldn't really find other ways to get to. If anyone knows other ways to get to those things, you can email me at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, 
mantises and DMT. Now, what if you do so much DMT, you become a mantid? They take you. Huh. What if they well, transform you? Go isn't ahead. DM, DMT is supposed to be like the... Uh, <clears throat> I forget what they call it. But it's like the drug your dying brain releases to ease you into uh, death. I think so. Yeah, it's the, it's and yeah, it's I think There's so. There's something along same, those lines. And the same so, thing is like allows you to see God or a or supreme entities. You know, like it's like that kind yeah, of thing. Like transports you. Uh huh. To different realms. Uh huh. So. The mantis realm. Is the out mantis there. realm. Uh huh. It's a dimension that exists that people have gone to. Or that they have at least been able to peer into. This is interesting to me because I I feel like I've read something about... I've definitely read things about DMT trips before just because it's fascinating. It but really I feel like I've, yeah. I found one about like elf elves and stuff, I, I thought. It's been sure. a while. So, yeah. Mantises. I had not heard of that. That's way no. scarier than elves. Right, and like, imagine like, you know, when's the last time you actually thought about a praying mantis? I mean, if I don't want to assume your life, but I'm just, it's just a question. I saw one in the summertime. Badass, that's sweet. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen one or thought about one. My so nephews like, imagine, like bugs a lot, so. Yeah, I mean, I love, I mean, bugs are cool. I have no problem with bugs. They don't bother me. And mantises, whenever you see a mantis, it's like, holy shit. But that's true. Whenever I see a mantis, I get really excited. Is that a deeper connection there? Oh, Maybe. And I didn't put it in my thing, um, but I should have, because I believe there was like an ancient. Um, there's other like ancient cultures that view mantises um, as like um, you know like part of creation stories, and like they may have created mankind. And there's like old mantis paintings or carvings, either or. I wish I knew which one. I apologize. In like Iran, that links it to like a mystical type thing, or and then you know hmm. Thai people stink their aliens. Like there's a there's some kind of connection with mantises here. And I do believe I kind of just cracked it open because I started the story with a cryptid and we ended in a different dimension. Yeah. So, and if this, if the, if the, um, the mantids Mm. that we saw in the beginning that we saw that we talked about in the beginning, like had like a active camouflage cloak, maybe that was them, you know, coming in and out of dimensions. Maybe they have, maybe we can only get to the mantid dimension by accessing drugs in our brain, but maybe they have like technology that allows it to happen. That's a sentence I said. Yeah. Ah. Maybe. Interesting. Could be. Yeah, there's something to I ponder. I can't say it's not. That's true. But yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's about that's about all I got in the mantids tonight. So yeah, that's the story of the the um uh, mantis man. Mantids mantis man. The mantis. The mantis, right. Yeah. But yeah, something wild to think about. So if I'm ever, if I accidentally, I like the guy who just, you know, stumbled into somebody's house and like, I guess I'll do DMT tonight. I guess. You're just going to do this on a whim? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not my, not in my uh, things to uh, wrap randomly happen into in a night but good for you if it is i don't care it did it but just like man, you're way braver than i am right 
just like check his watch. He's like, yeah, I got nothing else to do today. But okay. Yeah. How long is this going to take? 20 minutes? That's fine. Let's go. Come out. I've been to another world. (laughs) I've seen the Mantis. Another universe. Right. So yeah, the Mantis realm. So, huh. yes, sit, let that sit with you. The Mantis Man. And Mantids. And I mean, and I, maybe I'll, I'll, since I've we've introduced the Mantid to our lexicon of things we've talked about, perhaps I should pursue more of the, because I was looking for like alien abduction stuff. And there's some websites that, some websites seem to just like cite themselves about what alien mantises do. And I'm like, this requires a deeper level of, you know, a deeper level of diving. If I'm going to talk about mantis things, I just can't keep talking about what somebody's mantis fan fiction is. Cause then I'll, I right. mean, for one, I want to write my own, but I need to look up like, okay, people have been abducted by mantises. They're leading aliens. All right. We got to, let's, you know, more things to learn here, but yeah. Mantis man. Mantids. Mantids. Yeah. So if you've seen a man, oh my God, if you've seen a mantid, that means you've probably done DMT. Email me at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com and talk about the mantises you've seen. Um, or let us know on the Facebook, Instagram, run all those. Support us on the Patreon, weirdandfeared.com slash, whoop, that's not the name of anything. Patreon.com slash weirdandfeared. And you can support us behind the veil. You can listen to our bonus episodes and other content on there. Just uh, give us a follow. Support us. Appreciate, appreciate us because... Not to speak for you, but I think we appreciate you. Thank you. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Going on this wild ride. So, yeah. To all of our listeners and all you mantids out there, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay <laughs> spooky.